Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass, there's a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Unfortunately, the show only has one half of the participants this week. Seth and Sean Sports Radio. Sean Palmer here. Seth came in in Florence, Italy on a trip with his family. So good luck to him, him, his wife, Carly, their mother-in-law, his mother-in-law, and their son, Jake. So it's just me. One out of three. Jake generally joins us on Tuesday afternoons. Today, it's just not not to be the case. It's just me. So a half hour for a half half of the broadcast team. It's really hard to talk for about an hour, so we're going to go only a half hour today. If you'd like to call in, 760-283-0846. 760-283-0846. So you'd wonder, we're in June. No, we're still in May. Sorry, we're in the last week of May. First of all, a belated Memorial Day, not wish, not a happy occasion. Remember, Memorial Day is to remember the fallen, to give thanks to those that have fallen in, in the line of duty, that have paid the ultimate sacrifice. So it's not a happy Memorial Day. There is never a happy Memorial Day. You are have the day off in remembrance of those that gave the ultimate sacrifice, including my grandfather, Burt Beyer, he didn't give the ultimate sacrifice, but he served. And you give thanks to those who have served. Not Veterans Day, Memorial Day, those that have passed away. So uh, to those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice, we do remember you yesterday. And here we have a four-day week today in which, wow, four-day week and not too much going on in the sports world. Tiger Woods arrested at the wheel of his car, but blew a .000, so wasn't technically drunk, but was arrested for DUI. The press, including myself, you have the first hand, the first thought that comes to mind is, oh, God. You see the picture of him booked, and you say, oh, God. You say, what could happen now? How could this fall from grace from the most popular athlete in the world at the time when he, in 2009, when he fell from grace, when he started this fall from grace? Yes, more popular than Michael Jordan, perhaps. First, he has the infidelities. Then he has the back surgery. And you know what? People have injuries. So you can't really, you don't fault him for any of that. 
for the injuries. And with the injuries comes the sapping of his play, unfortunately. And you just wonder what is next. Well, we got the answer on Memorial Day as to what was next, and that was a DUI. Driving under the influence, which we now found out was supposedly painkillers, a mix of two prescription medications that just didn't go the right way. And this is where I'd love to have a caller or two, or we can postpone more to next week, where I'd really like to, or two weeks, I'm sorry, next week we have a special show. I'll get into that in a second. In two weeks, I'd like to have a discussion with Seth as to the precipitous downfall of athletes and the fastest downfall of an athlete. And does Tiger Woods, at his heyday, obviously you have Aaron Hernandez, right? You have from day one to day two, what a downfall that man had. Unfortunately, he passed away in jail this past year. And Tiger Woods, the same thing, in which there is a great downfall from 2009 when he was at the top of the golf world. He had just won his last major. And then yesterday, well, all we see, all anybody saw, anybody thought about when they thought, when they saw that booking picture and how, you know, how depressing was it, just how sad the fall has been for one Earl Tiger Woods. And I saw it on my phone, as many of us did. And the first thing I said was, so sad. Just so sad. Then I saw, well, over the weekend, Frank DeFord passed away. For those younger people that don't remember, Frank DeFord is the preeminent, preeminent sports writer of the second half of the 1900s. Preeminent. There was nobody better. He wrote for Sports Illustrated for about 50 years. When Frank DeFord wrote something, you read it. It was must-read. Absolutely must-read. And when the National, the sports, the sports Daily, so yes, there, ladies and gentlemen, there was a sports daily in the United States for a time. And when the National, the sports daily, said, we need an editor. We need somebody that can bring so what I want to use that can bring respect to our publication that could that can immediately bring respect that people will read it because it has this guy's name attached to it. Well, that was Frank DeFord, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely Frank DeFord. And that paper lasted a year and a half. I remember when it first started, and my dad brought home a couple of (coughs) copies of the paper. I was like, yes, this is what I need every single day. For a sports fan, this was mana from the sky, ladies and gentlemen, mana from the sky. Every single day, if you look at the weekly publications, such as the sporting news, such as 
not even Sports Illustrated, but let, let's go to Sporting News, Hockey Weekly, Baseball Weekly, any of these any of these newspapers that are on a weekly basis right now or have been in the past and are now more online than ever before, imagine getting that every single day. So the publish time was later because it had every box score. This was a national paper. This was amazing writing every single day on sports. And there's a great piece in Grantland which is the now defunct website that Bill Simmons ran for ESPN that talks about the oral history of the national. And that's what it was called, the national. I still have a copy of the paper the day that Ricky Henderson stole his, stole, stole a base that broke Ty Cobb's record and Nolan Ryan pitched his last no-hitter because they happened to be on the same day. And the national, the newspaper, split the paper in two. I wonder how much Seth ever read that paper because you really had to pick it up. There, there was national distribution at times, but there was no delivery system. So you couldn't get it at home. You actually had to go to the 7-Eleven had to go to the convenience store and pick up the paper because unlike USA Today, unlike the Daily News, unlike the New York Post, there was no syndication. There was no way to deliver it to the applicable houses that wanted the paper. So the only way that you got it was to go to the newsstand. And in my dad's case, to 7-Eleven, so he can make his son a very happy man every time that paper came. And it was not cheap. I believe it was a dollar at least a paper. And it was in color, and it was gorgeous. For every sports fan, it was gorgeous. But it was not sustainable. And a year and a half later, losing over $100 million. Again, highly recommend finding the archival copy of the oral story of the National on Grantland. But Frank DeFord, let's get back to Frank DeFord. Frank DeFord was the guy. He was the guy that you were going to read if you were reading anything having to deal with sports, especially Sports Illustrated. He was the preeminent author. He hasn't written in a couple of years, which is unfortunate. But if you want good sports writing, those listeners that are going to journalism, going into journalism, who are going into writing, you want to learn from the best, go read some Frank DeFord. Because that's who you should be reading. That's who you should be emulating. That's who good journalism. I had a phrase back in college when I was a journalist and went to what I believe is the preeminent, I'm using that word a lot, the preeminent, let's say the best broadcasting school in the country, I still believe this, and the best journalism school in the country, and that's Syracuse University's Newhouse School of Public, for Public Communications. Still believe it's the best, even though I am not a journalist today. And somebody asked me to come up with my catchphrase. 
why I needed a catchphrase for journalism, I never really knew. But I came up with one. And it was on my signature file for everybody to see all the time. And I truly believe this. The catchphrase was as follows. Good journalism is hard to find. It's ruined by the crap that's mistaken for it. And I came up with that because I read the New York Post growing up. And I read the Daily News growing up. And then I would read the New York Times and I'd read Newsday and I'd read Frank DeFord and I'd read a litany of good journalists. And then, of course, I'd go to the New York Post and read the crap other than the sports section, which I thought was very good. So good journalism is hard to find. It's ruined by the crap that's mistaken for it. Frank DeFord was good journalism, ladies and gentlemen. He was the best. And he will be incredibly missed by those that loved reading him, including myself. So, unfortunately, a big loss for the journalism world over the course of the Memorial Day holiday weekend. Okay, moving on to things that happened on the field rather than off the field. On the court instead of off the court. On the ice instead of off the ice. Wow, what happened last night on the field between the Nationals and the Giants, ladies and gentlemen? If you have not seen it, Hunter Strickland, who had given up two home runs to Bryce Harper, I believe in the playoffs a couple of years back. First, excuse me, first pitch drills Harper in the back. And as Bryce Harper has said, I have two options at that point. I can either go after the pitcher or I can go to first base. Well, if you haven't seen it, I suggest you find it on ESPN or YouTube or whatnot because he went after Strickland. Oh, boy, did he. And today the suspensions came down. Four games for Harper, six games for Strickland. Strickland being a pitcher, he is a relief pitcher, though. So a little bit more than a starter, but not as important as four games to Harper for a first-place team. Both, both players are appealing. Both sides are appealing. These suspensions, they'll probably get knocked down a little bit. But Buster only wrote a great column a couple of, day, couple of weeks back where beanballing, which is what this practice really is, has no place in baseball. Buster, I'm not really sure I agree with you. Not to say that it's not entertainment and not to say that last night wasn't outlandish. I think there's a place for self-policing in baseball. Last night wasn't a good example because that wasn't policing. That was, I, you hit two home runs off of me, I'm just going to hit you. But protecting your own players, I think, may have a, a place in the sport. Man, Bryce Harper really got at Hunter Strickland. 100% went at him. Really had no hesitancy whatsoever in doing it. And boom, shake, shake, shake the room. He went right after him. He got four games today. Other things that are happening on the ice and on the court. Well, we have two NBA, we have two finals coming up this week, ladies and gentlemen. 
First one started last night. The Penguins take the first game over the Predators. In a game that was much closer than the final score indicated, and in fact there was a review early in the game, they probably tossed the game to the Penguins' side. The game was never the same thereafter. And the Penguins take game one. If you had asked me at the beginning of the series who I would have taken in the series, I would have taken the Penguins. Penguins have more firepower. The Predators are missing their top player, maybe not top player, but certainly top offensive scorer in Ryan Johansson. He's out for the season and the series with a deep thigh bruise, one that required actual surgery. So if you can imagine a dead leg that requires surgery, a charley horse, a bruise. A bruise is just an internal bleeding of your, of your body, and it was deep enough and hard enough that required surgery. So Ryan Johansson out for the rest of the series, and I would have taken the Penguins in five. I still hold that to, to be true, and the Penguins will take their second consecutive Stanley Cup back to Pittsburgh. They still have the best player, Nah, the best two players in the series, in Sid the Kid and Malkin, getting Malkin, who gets definitely does not get enough credit for what he does on a day-to-day basis. Six-foot-three guy, totally takes up the ice, totally the coursey of holding the puck. His control of the puck is unmatched, unmatched. But because he's the number two on that team behind Sid the Kid, I don't believe he gets enough credit. I think uh, Crosby will again get the con Smythe. But if you want to watch a preeminent player, man, I'm using that word a lot today, a great player, watch Evgeny Malkin in the series. Then we have starting... June 1st, June 1st. It's been almost a week since we saw anybody play NBA basketball. And this is the issue with the NBA. They're preset dates. So there is a big lull in the action. Everybody's got time to rest. Everybody's got time to heal up. But then again, everybody's got time to be rusty. And when I told Seth, I said, man, you're going to be missing the NBA playoffs. He goes, yeah, I'll be missing two games. Seth's gone for 10. He left on Saturday. He'll be back a week from, week from tomorrow, and he will miss two NBA Finals games. The third game will be played a week from tomorrow. That's insane. Part, part of the NBA, part of Major League Baseball, part of the NHL is the endurance that one has to continually play up and down the season. I've said this before, there are, because of TV, there are so many breaks in the playoffs. Because you want to maximize your output for viewership, there are so many breaks in every sports playoffs that the common thread amongst these sports, which is you need to play five times in seven days. You need to have the endurance to play that often. You can't rest up in the regular season. So why is this game any different? Why is this series any different 
than any other series or any or the regular season. This is a not, this is not a true indication. Unfortunately, the playoffs are not a true indication of the regular season or what a team is made of in your sport. If you'd like to call in 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846. Again, we're going to 7:30 tonight. Talking for a half hour is real is complicated enough, hard enough for me. Talking for an hour is just very difficult. And you don't want to hear one voice for an hour. So if you'd like to call in 10 more minutes, 760-283-0846, So we have the super team, which is the Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry-led Golden State Warriors. And then you, what you have is the best player on the planet. I understand Stephen Curry's very good. I understand that Kevin Durant is very good. You cannot convince me that LeBron James, I don't think you can convince most pundits that LeBron James, maybe not the most valuable player this year, which I still don't understand how he doesn't get top three billing, but that's another discussion. He is still the best player on the planet, the best basketball player on the planet. So you have your super mega team out in Golden State, and you have your underdog with the best player on the planet, along with Kyrie Irving and Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love. Home court is in Golden State's favor. So where does this wind up? I have found myself rooting for the Cavs the entire playoffs, which is very unlike me. And maybe it's because I didn't like any of the teams that the Cavs were playing, particularly the Celtics in the last round. And now I will find myself, I will certainly find myself rooting for them against the Warriors. And perhaps it's because I want to make the case much the same way as Seth has continually made the case for Tom Brady, and I acquiesced this year. He has also made a case for Michael Jordan, which a lot of others have, that Michael Jordan is the best player and that LeBron can never take him over. Well, I don't think that that's true. I think if LeBron wins this one, you have a really good case because you can't mention Michael Jordan being better than LeBron James, unless you're mentioning all those six championships. Well, LeBron, I believe, is four and two, and this will give him number five. So I don't know where you're going with that. Does he have to reach six to get better? Jordan was six and oh in the finals, but he only made six. And here you are with seven. I don't want to hear about MVPs in the finals. I think that that's a joke. So, my prediction. Unfortunately, I see the Warriors winning it in seven. I think home court is a big advantage here, as it is with most finals. And the Warriors take it. They just have way too many weapons. Like I said, I am hoping beyond hope. And I know as a, as a broadcaster, you're not supposed to have favorites. You're not supposed to root for people. As a human, you root for people. And I'm a human first and a broadcaster and an announcer second. So until I am employed by one of these leagues, until I am employed by one of these teams, 
I will pick and choose who I'm rooting for. After all, I am a Jets fan, <laughs> and I am a Mets fan, and I'm an Islanders fan, and you all know I bleed Syracuse Orange. Okay, so we have five minutes to go on this broadcast. Again, 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846. Let me give you a little rundown of what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. Next week, we have our annual fundraiser for David Tyree. So last year, Seth handled this as I believe I was ill. And we'll be live at the fundraiser. I'm not exactly sure where it's taking place. Randy Zellier, our hardworking producer, is figuring out all the details. Props to him. And next week we'll be live, I believe, on YouTube, Facebook Live, and this show. If you want to call in at 760-283-0846 next week, we'll be doing that. So that is next week, the week after Seth comes back. So next week I'm all by myself again. I'll have a litany of different guests, including many players. And then the week after Seth is back, and we're into the middle of June, where we'll have a couple of, we'll have the show about the dropping off from famous to infamous, as Tiger Woods is now there and Aaron Hernandez. And then towards the end of the month, so that would be the 6th and the 13th, 6th, 13th is Seth coming back. The 20th, we'll have a special guest or two. And then the 27th is the NBA playoff, uh, sorry, NBA draft preview. And then we'll have a special July 4th show here on the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show. So that's the way we're going to go about it. So please tune in next week for David Tyree and the benefit that we do every single year here on Blog Talk Radio and BackSportsPage.com. Like I said, we'll have a litany of hosts, a litany of guests. I will be honored to be there. We'll be doing it live. And look, you'll actually get to see who I am. You'll get to see me dressed up pretty well. So if there's nothing else to that, that's a reason to do it. So for Seth Kamins, this has been Sean Palmer, BackSportsPage.com, Blog Talk Radio, and the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show. And you know what, Seth? I hope you're having a wonderful time in Italy. They're in Florence at this point. I think they're moving on to Rome at some point and so on and so forth. I hope you're having a wonderful time. We're here in gloomy New York where it's still raining and it's still only 70 degrees. So, anyway, tune in next week for the David Tyree Benefit. And have a great week, everybody. Go Cavs, although the predictions are, remember, Penguins in five, Warriors in seven. Have a good one. Bye-bye.